Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for our great King, our Savior, Messiah, Jesus. That's what he told us to do. He said, watch therefore and be ready. You don't know the hour or the day of the coming of the Son of Man. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee. It's a special place to proclaim the coming of our Lord in the clouds for his people in the rapture. It's also special where you are because the King of kings and Lord of lords dwells within you if you've received him as your Savior. And if not, why not do so today? Hallelujah. Now, I have a special teaching we're continuing in 2 Timothy, the book of 2 Timothy in the New Testament. Now, I'm going to pray with you and ask the Lord to bless this special time together. Oh, Holy Father, in Messiah Yeshua's name, bless this time, please. Bless all who are viewing today. Help us, prepare us for your coming with your wonderful and powerful word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Strengthen our faith today. We ask it in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Well, just a a quick recap. Uh, We've gone through three chapters out of four in the book of 2 Timothy. It's the letter that Paul wrote to this powerful disciple, Timothy. He is in prison. He's getting ready to be martyred. He's getting ready to go be with the Lord. His crimes, believing in Jesus, preaching the gospel, making disciples. Isn't that what we're all supposed to do? Yeah, and and we're going to see in this teaching today that it's difficult to follow Messiah Jesus. There's afflictions and difficulties. But as we're associated with Messiah Jesus, these afflictions and troubles must come. Why? Messiah Jesus said, no servant is greater than his master. If they hated me, they'll hate you. At the same time, there's the presence and the glory and the goodness of the Lord also associated with these afflictions. We're going to look at that today. Now, I'm going to read 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4 to catch us up to verse 5, where we're going to spend a lot of time today. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Now, I taught about this passage in the last program. Here's where we pick up today, verse 5. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. So I'm going to start there where Paul tells Timothy and all of us to be watchful, to be watchful. What's this mean? Pay attention, be clear thinking, be sober minded. To be sober minded doesn't just mean not to be drunk. It means to be clear thinking. Yes. Uh, Could the world use some more clear thinking people today? I I think so. And, and, And so let's think about the term that we use today that everyone understands. Pay attention. Pay attention to your God-given identity. Pay attention to who you are as a disciple of Messiah Jesus. Pay attention to the calling he has on your life. The Lord has a very specific calling on your life. He has uh, specific things for you to do, which I'll talk more about in terms of where the power and, and how we can uh, comes to do that and, and how we can identify our calling. Uh, he has important kingdom work for us to do kingdom work for us to do and and that has many manifestations there's many different things we are to be doing you know uh, there's an old saying when the devil finds a christian doing nothing the the devil then puts him to work yeah i'd rather work for the lord wouldn't you 
There's an old song that goes, you're going to serve somebody. So let's serve the Lord together. Now, most often you can find out how these things are going in your relationships. You can look at your relationships. What do I mean? Well, we need to be watchful in our relationships. Uh, much of, of our identity and our calling and the things that we're to be doing is, is uh, bear, bears out in our relationships. Why? Because Jesus loves people. See, we, we think too much about the church building and not the people in the church, for example. The Lord didn't come for sticks and bricks. He came for precious souls. He came because he loves people. So we can look at our relationships. For example, uh, with regard to being watchful, watch, watch this. What is the Lord doing in your marriage? What is the Lord doing in your marriage? How is Satan or his demons that are assigned to your life attempting to destroy your marriage. Be watchful. What is the Lord doing in your children's lives? Oh, oh, the tragedy of this. Uh, and there's grace at the end of what I'm about to say because it's very hard to hear. Uh, the, the tragedy of people who have been in ministry, even pastors and leaders who, who serve so diligently in those things while their children are being, being destroyed by the schemes and wiles of the devil. No, that's not the Lord's way. No, the Lord's way is for us to be watchful in our relationships. What's the Lord doing in your children's lives? How are Satan's demons attempting to destroy your children's lives? And and here's the good news. Maybe you'd look back and you'd say, I messed up in that regard. I didn't watch enough. I didn't pay attention enough while my children were growing up. And now there's, there's all this trouble. Listen, grace meets us where we are. You start doing this now you ask the lord to forgive you where you've messed up where you've sinned ask him to forgive you and repent and go forward and he'll make a difference you can start praying and sowing into your children's lives no matter what age they are whether they be uh, children or adults right hallelujah Uh, watch watch to understand be watchful in all things where do you fit in the body of messiah jesus what is your part uh pay attention to how these things affect your destiny when you stand before the Lord. What do you mean? These things we're discussing have everything to do with your identity, your destiny when you stand before the Lord. You might say, well, wait a second. I, I gave my life to Jesus. I, my destiny is to go to heaven. Yes, but heaven isn't equal or general seating. Eternal positions, and we've talked about this from 2 Timothy already, eternal positions and rewards will be... Uh, will be resolved, will be determined at the judgment seat of Messiah Jesus. And these things we're talking about play into that, right? Now, your destiny, your eternal destiny, your position in the kingdom of God eternally uh, hinges on these things. Pay attention to how Messiah Jesus is working through his word and through prayer in your own heart and in your mind and in your life and in and in the, in the heart, mind, and life of your children and your wife or wives, your husband, and your children. Yes? And, and in the body of Messiah where you're called to be. Uh, there, there's, there's plenty of reasons to complain and, and plenty of problems to identify in church, for example, or in a Messianic congregation if you go to one. But you know the old saying. Don't look at the glass as half empty. Look at it as half full and go in and fill it up some more. How? Watch. Pray. 
See where the Lord's using you. So listen, pay attention to Bible prophecy. Pay attention to Bible prophecy. It's leaping off the pages of the Bible today. And, and, and that means a lot. That, that pertains to who you are in the generation where the Lord has placed you, right? Pay attention to how Satan is using this world to tempt and, and try to corrupt you and your walk with the Lord. He says this. He says, endure afflictions. Being watchful in all things, endure afflictions. There's no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts in walking with Messiah Jesus. Now, we live, especially in the Western part of the world, we live with a microwave mentality, but we have what's called a crockpot God. What do I mean? I mean, we want drive-in. We want drive-through. We want it all now. And the Lord says, oh, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a journey that is long and, 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 and full of purpose. And there's things he's working out of us and working into us. Right? There's no shortcuts. And suffering, the sufferings of Messiah, no matter who would tell you otherwise, are so important to understand. Now listen, uh, we're going to a break in, in just a moment. So what I want to do is I want to introduce this passage now. And then after the break, I'm going to come back to it because it's so important. When, when Paul tells T- Timothy to endure afflictions, what's he talking about? The afflictions associated with walking with Messiah Jesus. Okay? So in Philippians 1.29, here's what the Apostle Paul, who's locked up at that time also, writing the Philippians, and they're wondering, what's, this, is our, this is the guy we're supposed to be following as an example. This is the one who is a dis- our discipler telling us how to follow Jesus, and here he is in jail for the gospel. What's going on? And he says this to them. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Messiah, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. To suffer for his sake. And so when we come back from this break in just a moment, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the reality of there's no shortcuts. No, we have to do it the Lord's way if we want to be authentic authentic disciples of Messiah Jesus. And if we want the fruit of our lives to be righteousness and and the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and if we're truly looking for a city like Father Abraham, looking for a city whose builder and maker is God, what about you? What about you? Is Messiah Jesus your everything? Are you living this life for the next life in the kingdom of God? So anyhow, I've got some important things to share with you in this break. And when I come back, we'll discuss this. I'm so thankful to stand on this platform called Watch Therefore and proclaim King Jesus and his coming in the clouds for his people and that we need to be ready. That's a message that shakes people out of their lukewarmness and causes the lost who are perishing to repent of their sins and come to Messiah Jesus. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Bible prophecy is coming alive like never before all around us, warning us, get ready for the coming of the Lord. Now, I'm about to talk about financial realities in terms of the cost of the airtime for this program. But first, I want to say this. You know, I, I, I get it. I understand why people would say, oh, there, that guy's just doing this program because he wants money. No, that's not true. As a matter of fact, if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, 
please do not send any money into this program. If the Lord doesn't put on your heart to do so, please do not send any money to this ministry. All we're asking is from the Lord that He would fulfill what He's called us to do. You see, my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And I'm confident He's raising up viewers of the program Watch Therefore who appreciate the program, it's blessing their lives, and they want to hear, see others get this message that they might be blessed as well. So, if that's you, if the Spirit of the living God puts on your heart, now this is something to sow into. This is something that is going to win people to the Lord. This is something that is for this time and for this hour, and I want to be part of it. Then what you can do is go to watchtherefore.tv, and there's online giving there, but also we would ask you to sign up for our monthly newsletters. You see, we have our ministry, Watch Therefore. That's kind of like the umbrella under which we stand, and we march with that umbrella this way. Blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. Those two ministries. Why? Because in Romans 1.16, the Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Messiah Jesus. It's the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. Yes? And so the way that we do that, the way we uh, take those marching orders practically is through our ministries, blessing Israeli believers, through our Israeli believing partners here in Israel doing exciting things, and, and our ministry poured out for the nations. Go to our website, watchtherefore.tv, sign up for our monthly updates for those ministries because you can be prayer partners as the Lord leads. You can also be financial partners. Just a quick update, we, are, uh, we just paid for the water well for 364 orphans and vulnerable children on a refugee camp in Uganda. There's more news coming out about that. There's so much exciting, exciting work for us to do together. So we can have a basket full of fruit when our Savior comes for us and we can hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's what we want to hear when we see him. Yeah. And so watchtherefore.tv, that's where you can go to find out more about this ministry, sign up for our newsletters, and also as the Lord leads only financially support this very expensive uh, uh, project called Watch Therefore. It's amazing how much airtime costs, yet the benefit and the fruit of it is so exciting, and it's certainly more than worth it. We're laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven and preparing for the return of the Lord. We're going back to the program. Remember, Watch Therefore. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. Before the break, I introduced a passage and the uh, admonition of Paul to Timothy to endure afflictions. And the Bible verse was Philippians 1.29. Paul is in prison another time for the gospel of Messiah Jesus. And he's writing to the Philippians. He says, for to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. What was going on with Paul in jail, being in jail that time for the gospel is something that is part of walking with Messiah Jesus. This doesn't mean everyone who's going to go to jail for believing Jesus, but what it does mean is this. There are sufferings, there are afflictions associated with being identified with Messiah Jesus because the Lord said, 
No servant is greater than his master. If they hated me, they'll hate you. The world would look at it this way, guilt by association. We hate Jesus the Lord, and you follow him, so we hate you. That's the world system that is set up that in 1 John, as uh, the Apostle John is writing, he says, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. That is the reality of the matter, folks, that if you're going to closely walk with Messiah Jesus, there are afflictions associated with that. Now, that doesn't fill up pews. That doesn't fill up offering baskets. That doesn't garnish big prestige. There's a lot of folks running around today who call themselves apostles, and they've got full bank accounts, thousands of dollars of suits, um, big fancy new cars, big uh, est- palatial estates and all that, that's not the life of an apostle. Those who are most closely associated with Messiah Jesus, like an apostle, suffer the most with Messiah Jesus as well. And so um, it, it's a very foreign concept because of the corruption that has come to the body of Messiah, especially in the West, though it's all over the world. I'm not interested in the favor of man. I'm not interested in getting rich. I'm interested in the glory of the Lord. I want to be an authentic disciple of Messiah Jesus, and I want to make authentic disciples of Messiah Jesus. And frankly, if that's your heart, if that's your mind, you're going to really enjoy this program. If, if not, if, if you kind of want to just stay entrenched in lukewarmness and live a modern-day Christian life that like living for yourself in the name of Jesus, this program probably isn't, isn't going to be exciting to you or be uh, enjoyable to you. It's going to be real, real convicting to you. And you know what? I'm going to make sure of that. Hallelujah. Because I want to see you become an authentic, discipled Messiah. Jesus, who hears from him, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Can someone say, Hallelujah. Anyhow, uh, the, the Bible teaches it and, and, and to the contrary of there's an affliction here and affliction there for following Messiah Jesus. To the contrary of, well, no, no, it, it's, it's always that you're in sin if you're in any trouble at all. Or, um, yeah, Paul, you're probably in prison, Paul, for sin. No, no, Paul was in prison for loving Messiah Jesus and preaching the gospel. No, 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 it's because it's the devil has so much inroads into your life, Paul. That's why you're in prison. No, he says he's not a prisoner of Rome or the devil. He's, he's a prisoner of Christ. That's what he says. Okay? There's so much weird stuff out there that is so foreign to heaven and to the word of God. Because the Bible says in Psalm 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but there's good news. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. Think of this. If we endure afflictions, we get to reign with him through eternity. That's what Paul told Timothy in in chapter 2. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. So we've seen be watchful in all things, endure afflictions. Next, he tells Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Paul has the spiritual gift of evangelism. Now, we have... Like I said, there's, there's so many foreign things that are taught and we've been handed down through the generations, but the Bible is a myth buster. Hallelujah. And the Bible is true and powerful and cuts out wrong things and replaces them with the glory of the Lord. And so we have been taught that, well, okay, I'm not an evangelist, so I don't share the gospel with people. I don't have to do that. Well, as convenient as that may be, it's just a lie. It's not true. Because the evangelist in Ephesians chapter 4, we find out, is, is, is given to the body of Messiah by the Lord, along with apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So when he tells, tells Timothy, do the work of the evangelist, what he's telling him is, Timothy, 
uh, raise up disciples who go out with the gospel. And who's responsible to do that? Uh, If you're born again, if you believe in Jesus, that would be you and me. Regardless of our spiritual gift, all of us are responsible to share the gospel, to to be watchful, to be looking for people. The Lord, remember, be watchful in all things, endure affliction. We're to be watching for those who are through our day at the gas station, at the grocery store, co-workers, any place the Lord would give us. Uh, a, a great opportunity just that pops up or to build relationships with people to share the gospel with them. That's our responsibility. And he's telling Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. You equip the saints to go out into their lives in Messiah Jesus and to share the gospel and to win people to the Lord. Now, the Bible says he who wins souls is wise. You know, I, I, uh, my body's getting older. It hurts more in places it didn't used to. But our inward man is getting stronger day by day. So I want to, as I get older, I want to be wise. And the wise win souls. He says to Timothy, fulfill your ministry. So Timothy has these leadership giftings in the body of Messiah, right? And, and, and one of them is evangelism. And he tells him, operate in your spiritual gift, Timothy. He said that in chapter 1 to Timothy. Stir up the gifts that are in you, Right? And so he says, fulfill your ministry. And, and, the, and, and there's something for each of us in this. He tells each of us through this word, fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. You and I and every other believer inside Jesus has a ministry. Now, we see first, like in uh, Acts chapter 13, our first ministry is to the Lord. We minister to the Lord. And that is a, another lost foreign thing in the body of Messiah. We're to minister unto the Lord. We're to give Him praise. We're to give Him glory. We're to cover His throne with praise. Yes? And then our ministry is in the world. Our ministry is to our, our uh, wives, men, and to, our, uh, to, to your husbands, wives, and to our children. Our ministry is in the body of Messiah. And powerful spiritual gifts have been given to every believer in Messiah Jesus to operate in the body of Messiah, to build up the body of Messiah because the body of Christ, the church, uh, Messianic congregations, uh, these uh, Jesus-believing congregations are the only light in the world, in an evil world full of darkness. And Satan has done so much to deceive members of the body of Messiah to think somehow that we're not responsible to identify our spiritual gifts and to operate in them in our ministry to the body of Messiah. So our ministry is to minister to the Lord. Every one of us is to do this. Um, we're to enter into his uh, gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And there's, there's a, a, these, these are introductions in the short time we have for you to go learn more about this. And contact our ministry. We'd be glad to share more with you by email and through literature and things like that. So uh, also we're to minister in the body of Messiah with our spiritual gifts. And we're to minister in this lost and dark world, minister the gospel and to, to pull people out of darkness and, and the sentence of hell and bring them into the body of Messiah in the kingdom of God. Now, with regard to your spiritual gift, which I've, it's so tragic to talk to believers in Jesus, but there's grace and there's forgiveness and mercy and a way forward right now. But so many don't know what their spiritual gift is. They've been saved a year, five years, 10 years, 15 years. And I ask, what's your spirit? I'll ask you today, what's your spiritual gift? That the Lord wants to operate powerfully through your life to build up his body, the body of Messiah. Now people say, oh, I really don't know. I think it might be this. Well, let me, let me give you some passages to go to today to... to 
reinvigorate or maybe for some introduce to you this concept. Romans chapter 12 speaks of the spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 12 through 14 speaks of the spiritual gifts. 1 Peter 4 also and Ephesians 4. These are places where you find the spiritual gifts that that, um, in general terms come in speaking or serving gifts. Speaking or serving gifts. It's so essential for you to know your spiritual gift. Why? Because we're commanded by the Lord to fulfill our ministry. This thing that has become uh, modern day church or uh, Christianity today, um, one pastor put it this way. He said, it's his words, not mine, so don't get mad at me. He said, the church in America today doesn't resemble an 11th cousin to the church in the book of Acts. Let's get back to the word of God. Let's get back to authentic discipleship in Messiah Jesus. Right? Let's be watchful in all things. Let's endure afflictions. Learn your spiritual gift and walk in it and exercise it like a muscle that gets stronger as you do so. Fulfill your ministry. And you know, part of my ministry is to make disciples and to share the gospel and see people saved. So Jesus, our Lord, died on the cross for your sins. He lived a sinless life. Why is that so important? He took our sins, our lying, our stealing, our cursing God's name, our rotten thoughts and deeds upon himself on the cross. He died and he was buried in hallelujah. On the third day, he rose again and he came to save, heal and forgive. Why? Because he loves you. He loves you enough Die on the cross for your sins. God the Son, the Son of God. Cry out to him, he says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He says, repent, change your mind about your sin, turn away from your ways and put your faith in Messiah Jesus, the gospel. Yeah? Call upon the name of the Lord even now. Oh, Jesus, Lord, save me, forgive me, heal me. Give me a new life. I want to be born again, born from above spiritually and I want to be in your kingdom. I don't want to go to hell. If you've done that, give us a call, contact us. We'll send you some free literature. Until then, we're out of time. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. Thank you for joining us for our program today. Our program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveschwartz 62 at yahoo.com. That's D-O-V-S-C-H-W-A-R-Z. 62 at yahoo.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website, watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is an amazing tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. Feel free to also find us there at watchtherefore.tv. Until next time, We're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch therefore and be ready.